to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 204 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. And we are on fine form this morning. Hey, Chris, did you know... That if you like our show and you want to show some support, people can help us out by going to patreon.com forward slash the Chris and Sam podcast. Yeah, I know. I, I shared that just today. Actually. I know, I know. Uh, so just for a dollar a month, uh, you can either give us a dollar or five bucks. That's the two that we've got. And uh, it would help us out to achieve our uh, domination goals. And well, it helps us pay for uh, sp- supplying this to you. And big thanks to Quentin for being in there first. Yeah, Quentin. Thanks, Quentin. You're the man. Um, and we need to do a shout out for whatever you want. So get in touch. Let's, All right. Let's go. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried about Chris. I. I <laughs> he's had it's a, not morning. Uh, just to say, it's not morning. He, uh, and he's had so a, I had a couple of beers. So, yeah. He had a little meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. It was great. It was hey, great. earlier on last week, there was the craziness in Melbourne and uh, that crazy guy with the knife was running around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I showed you the video. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one, of the main, uh, one of the people that actually died was a top Melbourne uh, cafe owner. And I was like, I bet you knew the name from when you did that plate on a thing, Melbourne. Oh, wow. Anyway, I don't know what his name is. But in the video, sorry, in the video, we saw that guy jump in and push the trolley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was very, he was very persistent with that trolley. Yeah, so he's a homeless dude. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't get that. He's, nick- he, that. he's nicknamed Trolley Man. Oh, wow. And uh, what happened was he actually has funded housing, but he prefers to live on the street. And he's been in trouble with the law before. But when he fell over to stop the crazy knife welding maniac, uh, he fell over and broke his phone. Right. Oh. So they started a GoFundMe for this guy who's now called uh, Trolley Man. And not all heroes wear capes. Uh, his, <laughs> na- his name, actual name is Michael. And uh, what do you think it's raised now? So it started at $500. Uh, uh, five grand. $143,000, Chris. Holy crap. So there's oh, a good on him. There's a few people saying, uh, like, uh, dissing it. You know, uh, even the police commissioner guy said, look, yeah, it was really great what he did. But it could have ended a lot better uh, if he'd knocked yeah, yeah. over the cop and the cop got stabbed to death. Anyway, just yeah, wanted yeah, to... Yeah, he was a bit, uh, yeah, I was a bit worried about it. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah. I, I wondered what sort of person was involved with that because I'm like, okay, he's quite persistent and, yeah. Um, Look at him go. It could have been bad. It could have been, been possibly bad. bad. This desk, actually, if we raise enough money, I'm going to make this desk stop squeaking. Oh, I think it's the arms. I might get... It's the arms, but anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. Talking about random uh, acts of heroism, America. America! Everyone's favourite gun-welding nation. Oh, my God. So, probably everyone's heard about this now. It, it certainly got a lot more coverage since I uh, first uh, looked at this thing. But uh, Robinson was his name, I think. Jamel Robinson. Okay. I'm waiting for it to load. But, as usual, my... Frickin' computer. My, my phone isn't loading crap. Um, so anyway, this so guy. Yeah, so, yeah. So this is the guy. He's um, he's he's a security guard. Yes. Part-time security guard. Basically full-time, like, musician. Helps the church and all that. Six foot five. Not a small guy. Uh, wearing a <clears throat> bulletproof vest with security written across it. 
and he is uh, licensed to carry a gun, which is still a weird thing in my mind, but anyway, um, in the state of whatever it was in the US. And but what's so the- this is a couple of days after that pub shooting. So that... Uh, yeah. It's hard to keep track of all yeah, the shootings, yeah, yeah. but they had a shooting. They had a shooting. Somebody came into the pub, shot a bunch of people. So it was only a couple of days after that. So you know, you know, tensions are high. He's a security guard at the bar part time. They toss these four guys out because they're too drunk. One of them goes to the car, gets a gun, comes back, starts shooting people. It's, yeah, I know. And this guy dives in. He does what most cops can't do. Takes the gun off the guy, gets him down on his, you know, on his chest. I think, you know, face down on the ground. He's got his knee, knee in his back. He's got a gun pointing at him. Just stay there, wait for the police. Stay there, wait for the police. And the police came in and did their job, which was, of course, to shoot the black guy with a gun. Yeah, that's right. So the cops turn up. Uh, all these people are going. We've got a security guard on site. We've got a security guard on site. We've got. A- oh, don't worry, he's dead now. That's super scary. I think if you're a black person in America, why would you even live in America if you're a black person? I don't. Oh man, I. Oh, it just. I don't know what to say. It just can't get any worse. You know what I mean? So, have you seen much about that? What about that whole story? No, nah, not really. Yeah. Um, I no I oh, I'm a bit choked. No, I did no I didn't unfortunately. I did come across the two thousand and eighteen most irritating office phrases and I wanted to check with you, Chris, you work in an office. Uh I don't. But um I wanted to see if how many of these crop up or how many you're guilty of just yelling out. I can imagine you doing some of these. Uh the number one uh most frustrating piece of office jargon. Number one, give a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. And blue sky thinking, low-hanging fruit, synergize. Don't boil the ocean. It was one of my most annoying ones. I hate that. No, that outs- that's not on this one. Outside the box, square the circle, ecosystem, atomize. Bleeding edge, and a lot of moving parts. So there we go. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Somewhat annoying. I haven't come across many of those. Although, did you hear about the um, uh, AI went a, r- a little bit astray? So they got some AI, um, you know, because they're getting AI to do everything at the moment. They got some AI thing to design inspirational posters, and it goes horribly wrong. And these ones, I've got some actual things here. It picks the most horrible images to go with these. And there's one of America. Uh, uh, I'm sure a monkey uh, yeah. with its hand on his head, going. Basing your evidence on science creates loneliness. There's one of a guy in a field looking into the distance. Keep panicking. Um, so the website's inspirobot.me, and it says, I'm Inspirobot. I am an artificial intelligence dedicated to generating unlimited amounts of unique inspirational quotes for endless enrichment of pointless human existence. Yeah, so it sort of sounds like it was sort of set up to be pointless human existence. I'm sure I've shown this to you in the past. Actually, I read this and I went, has Sam shown me I this? Don't know I, if we, I don't know if this. we spoke about this because I didn't research this. So there's, uh, there are boring startup companies and there are shitty startup companies. Uh, thanks, Inspirobot. Check that out. Yeah, if you want to get somewhere in life, you have to try to be dead. <laughs> At times, a hospital is nothing but a hospital. <laughs> Try to tell yourself that you are horrible. 
Mm. Mm. Before inspiration comes the slaughter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. anyway. So, how did you react this week when you found out Stan Lee had died? I was a bit, dis- uh, yeah, I was, it was a bit sad. I mean, the first thing I did was go to Trello and saw that you'd already written it up there uh, on our list of things to talk about. Yeah, it was pretty sad. I I have to have a shout out to um, Troy Rafferty Forbes, uh, who did a little uh, story, a little article on Radio New Zealand um, dot. Co.nz, I think it was. Uh, so I shared that on, on Facebook, and it was very well written. Um, so somebody who's just somebody on the internet, they posted, like, I saw a few people, like the normal people I'd expect to um, sort of have a reaction. And then this person who I... Okay, I was just like, cool. I'm sitting here in my living room crying to myself. I just can't believe it. And I was reading it. I did have a couple of people say something like, I always thought he'd live forever. Well, I don't. Am I. Like, I'm like, am I being cold, heartless man that I am, slowly turning into a machine and I just don't care? Because, um,. Yes, it is sad. He brought a lot of great things to this world. He did really good stuff, and he followed his passion. But he was freaking 95 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, I, I don't think it was, like, ridiculously surprising. I, I did like some of the stories that come out, uh, you know, and, and those are always good. So one of them was um, a quote where he sort of uh, was in, asked in an interview – uh, about one of his early jobs, and one of his first jobs was writing obituaries for, uh, like, a, I think it was like a student. He was a student. It wasn't a student magazine, but it was for a magazine. Oh, right. And he says, I wrote obituaries for people, because I always wondered, people die, and the obituaries come out straight away. Yeah. I didn't realize they were pre-written. He goes, one day, I hope that I'm famous enough that my obituary is already written before I die. And it's like, yep. Stan, that happened. <laughs> That's right. Which I thought was pretty cool. But, but meta. But like, yeah, they've cool. rumoured that he's going to be around... He's already done his cameo appearances for the next four films they're going to make. With Marvel, yeah. And then after that, they'll just CGI him in. He'll appear all over the place. It won't be major. But I was going to ask you, which celebrity death has impacted you? And I've got one that I can think of, and it didn't impact me as... I wasn't sitting on the floor crying in the lounge, mm. but when it happened, I was just like, it actually made me think a lot. And for me, that would be Robin Williams. Yeah. But I don't know if you had anyone that no, comes to mind. No, not, not anyone that really comes to mind. When you say Robin Williams, I'm like, oh yeah, that that was pretty pretty major. Uh, really. Cause, yeah, because he was so good. Uh, he was so unique. Robin Williams? Like, he's, like unique. You can't get more unique than, than Robin Williams. Um no, I can't really think of anybody, to be honest. Fair enough, that's all right. Um, did you Have you been following the onion problem, Chris? Uh, no. So everyone has been giving Bunnings, uh, the warehouse place, or whatever they call them, uh, lots of stick the last couple of days because they have now given out a bit of a guideline for the uh, people volunteering, uh, what do you call them, organisations that do uh, sausage sizzles out the front. Oh, right. Yeah. This, the, it's got to be the bread the sauce the onion's got to be on the bottom please and then the sausage don't put the onion on the top and they just people are like what are you going on about but a guy is that to stop it from making such a mess yep because uh, once it hits the ground they're really slippery yeah and a guy fell over and 
in Australia. And as he fell backwards, he's like, please don't hit my head. Please don't hit my head. And he didn't. And uh, they were going to call him an ambulance. And he said, no, no. But the next day, he was absolutely stuffed. Like, yeah. But, yeah, he uh, should have done it naked in the uh, in the in the gym, like I did. That's that's, that's the way. That's shit. the way you do it, you know. Because um, it just brings joy to everybody that watches you. Um, so <laughs> I bet it does. Does that, <laughs> oh, does that lead into stranger me. danger? Uh, oh, stranger danger! Actually, that was a good one, and, and this one I threw in here because you're a, you're a parent. So I, I, I wondered what you thought of this. So in the 60s and uh, 70s, they had this big thing in the UK. I believe they it happened pretty much around the world. But they all went on a big deal about Stranger Danger. Oh, I, think and, and I, we've, I, we've really, I, I have a vague... I think I might know where you're going, but yeah, we'll see. And, and they had a few things with... Um, Case files that would remind us why um, that happened yeah, back totally. in the day and stuff like that. So that, that's right. So, uh, but a researcher or uh, ex-cop actually um, has decided things should be changed, and so they've put together something in, I believe it was Birmingham. Birmingham, probably making that up. Um, and what they they do is they they went out and they have this robot called Clever, and Clever has a um, a gauge on his uh, belly that goes, you know, uh, trust or not, and mm, in the middle. So there's okay. a, a, a sort of thing. And they have a s- s- uh, saying that kids repeat, you know, and we're talking about uh, four-year-old, yeah, three-year-old, yeah. four-year-old kids. Clever always knows that Clever never goes is pretty much all the kids in oh. the classroom. Clever always knows that Clever never goes. Right. And it's all about um, saying, hey, look, you can talk to an adult. Yeah. You don't want to be scared of every adult because the stranger danger yeah. thing breeds anxiety. Yeah. I've, I've and it also stops some kids from going to get help. Yeah. Because they're all strangers. I've heard that before. Yeah. So this is more about, hey, it's in context you can talk to a, somebody's walking their dog. That's really good. Uh, they let you pet the dog. They talk to you, and then they walk off. That's great. If they say, "Why don't you come with me?" Clever always knows. Clever never goes. Yeah. And um, I thought it was a really good story. And it's I, I'm not a parent. I've never thought about this thing. But is it something you've thought about? And what's your well? We've, we on have that? had a conversation because I read maybe six months ago. It was very similar. And they were like, stranger danger is completely wrong because if you need help, you need your child, you know. Uh, But this thing I was reading was they have to be really careful of tricky people, people trying to be tricky. Yeah. And different. Yeah, same thing. And Um, and so this thing uh, sort of helps with the whole grooming thing. Yeah. Because the grooming thing, if it's stranger danger, but somebody keeps meeting you at the playground uh, randomly, say walking a dog because that's a good way to get people, kids to talk to you because oh that's a nice dog rah, rah, rah. and they you know over time they get to know you they're no longer a stranger yeah you know well stranger danger doesn't really help no that's um, right so it, it works on that I thought it was pretty good um, this was um, from the BBC podcast People Fixing the World um, the October 30th episode if that interests you at all I uh, highly recommend it People Fixing the World is a BBC podcast and just look for the October 30th episode. Mm. There's a new Kiwi film coming out very soon, and it looks interesting. Um, and it's uh, called Alien Addiction, 
and it's got Jimmy Jackson in it, who's a YouTuber, and uh, he plays the main character. And it's interesting because in the trailer, uh, they have a weird alien sort of thing happen in a small town Waikato. Oh, wow. So, uh, and it's only got one of those limited, you know, they're only showing the movie like two days in different places and they're hoping to get it in other places. Might be in the next Misty Flicks if he's as successful as I am. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so maybe check out that trailer. We'll have it in the show notes for you to watch. And I'll yeah, show. Yeah, I haven't checked. I forgot. It out. To, I was that. going to show Chris beforehand, but um, we all got busy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll check that. I'll check that. Do you hear anything about um, uh, UFO sightings over Ireland? I heard that there'd been some by two pilots or something. Yeah, I think it was more. I think it was like four, but they did interview two pilots, two okay. different pilots from different aircraft. Yep. Um, you know, because quite often you'll see, you know, pilot and co-pilot will see the same thing. But this is multiple flights. Um, Don't they think it's a meteorite or something? Well, well yeah, the- it sounds pretty, like, because, you know, these guys are pilots. They're not Average idiots. Joes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and so the way they described it, I, I heard one of the interviews, it was, you know, this thing went in a very, uh, very fast, yeah, yeah, going from yeah. left to right or whatever, very, very fast, um, and changed direction and kept moving. Yeah. And and you've got to go, right, because that, as humans, our brains are wired to notice movement, right? So we see lateral movement, like yeah. from jungle days, prehistoric days. But that change of motion really gets our attention because it's not just a natural thing, right? But there can be reasons why a change of motion appears to us to be a change of direction, but it's not. Uh, And I'm talking about, you know, the curvature of the earth or, you know, like that whole light bending uh, refraction style thing. I don't know what it is, um, but it is interesting that so many happened in one place. And, uh, yeah, it's it's ages since I've heard anything about UFOs ever. You know, like, yeah, there no. used to be UFO things all the time. Well, that's the thing with everything. There used to be heaps of stuff when not everyone had a bloody camera in their pocket. Yeah, true, true. So it sort of changes it. And, yeah, I don't think those guys had a had a phone. Mind you, I'm quite happy if my pilot doesn't be wandering around selfieing. I'd prefer him to fly the plane. Yeah. Oh, well, they. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, because Chris has appeared in a documentary about Pike River, he's <laughs> playing a disgruntled uh, rescue worker that wasn't allowed I'm in. Frustrated. Oh, frustrated. I'm frustrated. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Chris is pretty much an expert on anything to do with Pike River. If you have, <laughs> if you have any questions about it or um, how to damage a storage cabinet with a air, gas, uh, air well, cylinder, wearing an air tank, uh, don't turn around quickly and. Uh, yeah, on a set, which is not really a set. It's somebody's actual office and demolish the, <laughs> the furniture. Chris is your man. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, news this week that the Pike River re-entry is all go, apparently, according to the government. They're yeah, gonna... it, it is. And we had to talk about this because it, it was... Uh... Well, it, it's something you, you shouldn't be making light of. I mean, it's, it's truly a tragedy, what happened there. And, and, you know, totally, and, I, totally. and I don't want to... Make light uh, of be, it. Yeah, make light of it or be disrespectful. No, not at but all. But I do... The first question I had for, for Sam, which obviously I wasn't the only person to think that, was why is it such a big deal... That in terms of getting in there, why can't they just effectively wear a spacesuit of some description? Self-contained yep. breathing apparatus, you know, climate controlled, 
not going to make external sparks is yeah, probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. You know, and walk in there and have a look around with a camera. Like, but even even sending a, a robot, I know they did do a little bit of that. But I think like, they broke two robots. Oh, did, did they? But, yeah. but honestly, with the money they were trying to put into this, $23 million or whatever, although I suppose if you had a big robot, the potential of sparks is quite high. I was thinking they should get hold of Boston Dynamics, yeah. get one of those walking dog things, yeah. and just send that in with a... Like, because the imaging must be, you know, you can see in the middle of the dark. It's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sparking would be the biggest issue with that. I agree. Yeah, I um, think they've got petrol engines. Those ones, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they might not be yeah, the ones. No, to, no, maybe not. But, but that, um, that'd be the company to talk to and say, hey. Yeah. You um, must, they, they, they've got all sorts I still of, think the spacesuit type thing, you know, I'm not saying. And then you get on to the, should you be going in there, blah, 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 and yeah. the cost of it all. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see the point in making the mine inert, sending people in just to see what's in there. Like, I get the idea of having an investigation. I'm not, personally, I don't, I'm not fussed about dead bodies being in there. I think in my mind, you're dead. You're dead. Like, I, and, and and I respect that other people have different beliefs in that I sort of. F- uh, I feel if they area. can't get every single body out that's there. And they only bring out like four of them or something. It's still, it's going to be worse. Yeah. Yeah. And and so in a way, that mine is a tomb and treat it as such. I think so. But that's just my opinion. That's what we're thinking. And and that's the thing. Everybody will have a different opinion on that. So anyway, yeah. So I don't want to take, make light of it. But honestly, I don't know why they can't just put a spacesuit on somebody and send them in, you know, uh, in some way or another. Now, fake news. Fake news is not a, a new thing, obviously. No. Um, but the BBC has a big series on fake news, bbc.com slash fake news, if you want to get some information about that. Uh, I never realised it was so de- deadly. Okay. Yeah, I know. Like- All right. So um, in two countries uh, that I've watched, I've, so they have these little mini uh, video clips, and I've watched a few of them. I haven't watched all of them. Yeah. But uh, there was one in India and one in, I think it was Central America or something. Um, but, yeah, uh, so fake news, the, the one I remember the most because it was quite quite brutal. Um, there was fake news just being spread on Facebook about people coming in uh, in the evening and stealing kids for okay. slavery or whatever. Yeah. So this musician guy and his friend were going to some walking track uh, out of town. They drive through this village and they're getting there late at night. They stop to, to oh, go and yeah. get something this to isn't eat. Going to end and well. this crowd comes round. Yeah, bit of and a bit of a mob. starts calling them this because uh, there's a name for these monsters that yeah, go and yeah. steal children. And they're like we're not, we're not, not. Uh, basically, lynch them. They had a crowd on the spot crowdfunding to buy petrol to douse them with. Um, fortunately, one of them was beaten to death before being uh, doused with petrol. The other Whoa. one uh, survived uh, long enough to be burned alive. Um, yeah, absolutely horrific. Uh, a similar sort of thing happened in, in Central American country. I think it might have been Mexico, um, Central South American country. Uh, and uh, a similar sort of thing. It ended up with a mob uh, wound up about something that was not actually true at all. Uh, and there's effectively innocent people that were strangers in that area. Uh, basically get lynched. And I was like, holy crap. I never thought of fake news as being that dangerous. The um, common denominator, I guess, is 
Facebook. Low, well, yeah, for Facebook, but low, low intelligence uh, or sophistication of the people that are listening to that. Okay, Facebook and users. On. <laughs> Quite right. Actually, let's just um, talk about that. Uh, oh, sorry. You, you, oh, yeah, well... Because I did, I did want to say something else, and this is uh, not something I got directly from BBC News. Although I think it actually I think it was, but it was a different day. Um, Egypt has made laws against fake news, so it's illegal to spread fake news. All oh, right, okay, which sounds good, but ah, that's even worse in a way because. Anyone who's judging? critical of the regime oh, yeah, yeah. is getting arrested and thrown into jail for fake news. How do you prove that? It's like, no, that wasn't fake news. This was my opinion. Well, no, no. Your opinion is wrong. It's fake news. It's fake news. You're going to jail. So it's like, oh, okay, that was that's a fail. Uh, anyway, but carry on. Oh, no, I was just talking about Facebook. Uh, last week, if you follow us on the Facebook page, you would have seen that there was no image for last week's show. Yeah, that was a bit weird. And it's because... What happened? I don't know. Facebook will not let me upload images to the Chris and Sam podcast uh, page or the Great Pumpkin Carnival page via the web normal web browser interface. And so I was like, oh, that's strange. I tried different browsers and different computers. Doesn't work. But I can still upload the same image that I want to upload to my own personal page, Giant Pumpkins NZ and another one. No worries. Uh-huh. Really weird. Can't find anyone else on the internet talking about the same issue. It's like they've just turned off a setting somewhere just for those two pages. Um, but I do use a third-party app thing that I forgot about until like two days later, and that just posts straight to the page. So who knows? Weird. weird. Uh, I will find out this week if it's working for me or not. Because yes. I, I honestly thought when it first did it, I was in the middle of nowhere with really patchy cell phone coverage. Yeah. And my laptop was connected to the so cell phone. it was just dropping out in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I did notice that. I meant to ask you about it, but we haven't seen much of each other for the last week uh, again. That's right. Effectively. That's right. Um, oh, <laughs> I guess uh, talking a little bit on the fake news side of things as well, that, <laughs> that McNasty... Everyone's our fa- one of our favourite podcasts. The dollop. The dollop. We've spoken about it at length. We've seen them live in Auckland. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, just go and listen to this American history podcast. It's great. Yeah. So uh, the dollop is is not what you expect. So usually it's about some terrible people uh, or terrible set of events, and this time it came up with John McCain. I'm like. But I've heard great things about John McCain. I mean, I, I'm not American. I don't know a lot of history, but I knew a bit about him, particularly around his death. And, of course, everybody eulogizes people well. You know, yeah, totally, totally. Everybody's great, great yeah, when they're dead. Vietnam, you know. uh, Stanley was a real P- bastard, P-O-W. really. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. But, you know, um, so everybody's talking about him. And actually, just this week, uh, the um, midterm elections, I think it was – uh, McNally, McSally, or something. She uh, got uh, beaten, and she t- mentioned John McCain and her. You know, uh, what do they call it? Giving away speech. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, can't think yeah. at the moment. But yeah, um, so yeah, and I thought, oh yeah, he's great. Uh, listen to the dollop. You will change your mind on that. Sam told me I was like, oh, okay, I'll, 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 I'll listen to it. But but at the same time, you know, when you talk about this fake news stuff. How how do we know it's not uh, the dot guys that are the fake news? You know, it, like 
it's well, quite insidious that you start believing one uh, no, on. because they give you details. Yes, but I think the dollop and behind the bastards, you go to their website and they have all the links to all the um, source material. Source material, yeah, yeah. And you're right, and that that makes a big difference. But it's so but still, easy, oh, totally. to fall into that trap. Totally. Um, so, like right now, it's just you know. Uh, yeah, who, make, who's listening to the, I mean, the Chris, Chris and Sam podcast? Chris has a girlfriend now, so you know that's. <laughs> don't laugh. You're giving it away. <laughs> giving it away. I heard. I heard. Um, I wrote it. Oh, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, I've got to check this out. The BBC have a new podcast, and I'm like, hmm, I might have to check this out. As for sad, lonely just, people. <laughs> almost sadder than that. Uh, I wrote it down. Let me. I don't oh, want to get it wrong. Okay. Um. It's called the dark, oh, inside the dark world of incels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, sounds terrible. Uh, and incels are um, incels are people that can't get girlfriends for whatever reason. Yeah, and then they blame the woman for that. I, I don't know. Uh, it's the cells part is celibate, and incels is um, involuntary. Involuntary celibates. Yes. Yeah. I've so, never heard the term before. No, they're just a bunch of losers on the internet, but they all band together. <laughs> oh, really? You're oh not at God. that level, Chris. They're very <laughs> nasty people. <laughs> oh, really? So oh, they'll okay. be like, I said hi. I was to- like involuntary no, celibate. No, no, no. That's me. So if you want to go to Reddit, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, you could be that, but if you're, if you're in the incel group, you would have gone. I went to uh, I went to the supermarket and I said hi to the checkout girl, and she didn't say hi back, and she's a slut and bitch and rah 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 and all this, and then they all jump on board and talk about it, and then they get real nasty and yeah, it's terrible. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Anyway, um, on I, that, I might still check it out, but yeah, that's not what I thought it was. One day, one two. day, Chris is going to surprise us all. Um, uh, yeah, that might happen. That actually, he might be going all right until he says, "Hey, I've got a podcast. You want to be on it?" And then she runs. Um, but <laughs> or she listens to it. No, uh, I never, never uh, yeah, get a we, callback. Uh, what's going uh, yeah, on? Yeah, don't actually. Mental note, Chris. Don't mention the podcast <laughs> at all ever. Don't wait till no, never. Uh, okay. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode, Chris. Oh, really? Okay, Already. Cool. Just like that. Make sure to check us out at all the usual places. Chris and, uh, com. Yes, that's, uh, we'll have show notes and videos. Did we ever publish our um, Armageddon interviews on there? No. I thought not, because I looked at it today, actually. I was like, <laughs> uh, those interviews? Uh, I yeah. promised those people uh, we put yeah, on there. No, that is, if you're listening, Armageddon people, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get that done. Um, and uh, But yeah, so you can go on to the thechrisandsampodcast.com. Uh, if you want to abuse us for forgetting, you can go to <laughs> at Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter or our Facebook page, the Chris and Sam Podcast. Yes, and if you are a Patreon dollar a month, we will have some extra bonus content for you. Yes. Yes, um, that's things like Sam's apology for forgetting things and... Uh, whatever that last... <laughs> Chris and his email, that email thing was real funny. I but that's just for Patreon people. <laughs> I haven't listened to it and... No, it was just a post. It was a photo, remember? Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, yep. yep. Cool. Anyway, check all that out and we will see you again next week on uh, The Usual Place. See cool. ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.